Oh man, just hit me. We've been doing the show for almost a year. We're rolling by Draped in Gold, your number one stop shop of NXT, NXT UK recap and analysis. My name is Lobo Boys. Thanks for rocking with me and thanks for following us over at drapedingold.com. But as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the Monday Night Raw after show correspondent from Wrestling Inc. His name is Jack Barber. How's it going, sir? Howdy ho, good to be here. I'm excited to chat. Man, we had a draining episode of NXT UK. I don't know how those guys went the distance. I could barely make it the distance just watching them, but this was a good one. This was a very good one. Absolutely. What up, Adam? And I'll shout to those people in the chat right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch. Make sure that Twitch, man, drop a follow. I need all the follows I can get on that purple platform. But let's get right into it. Yeah. Our main event was a 30-minute Iron Man match, and we decided last week that 30-minute Iron Man matches are a-okay. A-Kid versus Jordan Devlin. And of course, I know A-Kid is the victor here, but I was rooting for Jordan Devlin because Jordan wasn't wrong. A kid was in his dressing room being a ruffian and he was trying to get his comeuppance, but it wasn't the case. The match itself gave everything we wanted, even late, uh, late minute theatrics. Jack Farmer, thoughts about the match, thoughts about the feud, and what happens next with both men. It's one of these things, man. I said I was looking forward to this match more than just about anything, and it delivered on every single level. Uh, we both picked Jordan Devlin to win this one, but A kid showing yet again never to be counted out it feels like we keep counting this kid out whether it be at the heritage cup whether it be now he always surprises always finds a way to make it a huge shout out to a kid huge shout out to jordan devlin as well who just had some amazing offense in this matchup and you and i we've chatted about a lot of wrestling matches we've broken down a lot of tape and I don't know if I can find anywhere where anyone went wrong in this. I think their their strategies on both ends were executed about as perfectly as you could get. It just came down to a, a second, basically, uh, being off. And other than that, I don't know. This was incredible. It was just very well done. Uh, and I hope that a lot of people tuned in to see it because it was it was a good one. They delivered a bunch of fronts. Action was there. Drama was there. If you're the kind of wrestling fan, which... I am not particularly, but if you are that believes in wrestling psychology, Jordan Devlin's arm was hurting like the first minute of the contest. And it goes on throughout the entire thing. It really told a story there. So definitely a match I would recommend if someone said, hey, what's the recent Iron Man match you put on a DVD? I, I think that one would possibly supplant the Rock Triple H one. And here's the reason why. Uh, when people tell me, hey, look, we're having an Iron Man match, usually I roll my eyes. Because when it comes to those kind of matches, Guys can go 25 minutes in a pay-per-view, no problem. But as soon as an hour time limit, people are like tapping out to like hip tosses and headlocks and stuff. But this one, every fall meant something. Granted, they're mostly submission-based, if not all submission-based. So it totally fell into that one. But I felt like I got my money's worth, which is zero in this case, or $10 on Peacock. Well, to your, to your point about people tapping out a bit faster in Iron Man matches, it's because the match continues. And so eh. sometimes it's worth tapping out to save the, the limb so you can continue the match no. as opposed to fighting through. Uh, but I get your point here. These guys didn't give up anything. These guys didn't give a single inch every step of the way. And I mean, they had some big moves throughout the entire thing. The way that 
Irish whip sent him over the top rope into the outside that uh, I guess I'd say a suplex to the outside over the top rope. If you recall, uh, these guys just went at each other and there were so many places where, to your point, they could have just tapped or they could have taken the pin to maybe live to fight another day. But they said, no, sir. And they mm -hmm. fought through everything, every step of the way. And to your point about the elbow being worked early on and the leg being worked early on watching these guys find ways to hit their moves and do their do their offense and fight their kind of fight while also dealing with the fact that they couldn't use an arm or couldn't use a leg was really cool to see and just spectacular all around i i have to agree but going into this we're at least making rumblings of jordan devlin being a presumptive number one contender even nigel and andy had said hey look these guys could be on the path to take on a walter assuming if he retained they get dragged up assume it's a big assume, yeah. assume uh does that change at all does a kid or jordan devlin look like they could be a number one contenderville or has, has your opinion shifted a bit well a kid he had a title match recently and he did he did pretty good against walter he in fact he got a lot closer to beating Walter than I think a lot of people give him credit for just because his wasn't quite as hard hitting as Dragunov's match was. I think a lot of people gloss over his, but he actually stumped Walter a couple of times. And I think if he got another shot, he might be able to do it again. I'm done counting out a kid. I'm done assuming he's not going to get the win. The guy's proven it. He wins all the time. A kids could be the guy. I'm also never counting out the Irish ace. Look, Sometimes lightning strikes and it's got to land somewhere. It landed in the ring today and Jordan Devlin get, didn't get the win. I don't sell my stock on that guy. If anything, I buy the dip. It's going to go back up. He also could be a contender very soon as well. They said it during this match. Shawn Michaels alluded to it. These two guys are the future. They're the future. I mean, one of them got the win today, but both of them are the future. Yeah, I had to look it up. A kid's only 24 years old, which blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's actually gr yeah. grown men who are 10 years younger than I am. I don't know how old they <laughs> feel. <laughs> I looked at that up, but yeah, it was a good match. Check it out if you guys haven't seen it already. I know we go live right after the show airs, but if you watch NXT UK on demand, thanks for rocking with us with spoilers. And then after that, make sure yeah. the match. Uh, elsewhere, we had a, a bit of tag team action. Dave Massive and Jack Stars are combining like Voltron. For some reason, to take on the tag team of Danny Jones and Josh Morrell. Now they got the win. Dave Massive did display a different style than we're used to, but still 100% the bomber. Jack Farmer, how does mm -hmm. Jack Stars fare in this one with Dave Massive? So uh, a couple things. I want to say that I I think that first off, this is the stuff people don't talk about when teams get together or when matches happen is I think Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars were very smart in the match they picked to debut as a team. And that's nothing against Danny Jones or Josh Morrell. Those two guys are great too, but they're also very new. They're also, this was their second time teaming together. Uh, they're also a bit newer to the brand as well, as far as getting the reps in on TV. So it was a match that Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars could excel at, as opposed to some people you know, they put together a team and they say, cool, let's take on Gallus. And it's like, whoa, right. pump the brakes a little bit. Let's Flash. see where we're at. Let's figure out what we're doing before we go and take on the big hitters. And I think that's what they did today. I do worry a little bit about Jack Stars, though, because 
he's had an issue with the confidence. He's had an issue with being someone that thinks he deserves to be where he's at. And we saw that. Me? You see what he wears in the ring? That's all confidence because I cannot pull that off. Yes, yes. The, the pants, the, the star jacket, what? That star jacket is pretty sick. <laughs> but what I'm saying is he was hesitant to take the Heritage Cup shot. And now he's in a team. And did you notice that he lets Dave Mastiff come out second? And he kind of walks out behind Dave Mastiff. And it's, it's Dave Mastiff standing in the middle of the ring. And it's Dave Mastiff who gets the pin. I worry a little bit that Jack Stars might get a little comfortable in the cool shade of Dave Mastiff's shadow. Mm, well, that'd be kind of fun to watch them dissolve after a week of working together. Jack, always look at the negative things, man. These are guys that in both ways were not winning the way they wanted to, and now they have a fresh start in a new division, one nothing. So I don't know what is wrong with that, Jack. Look, I like that they decided to be a team. I think they're a good team. I think they work together. And I think they're going to have a lot of wins. I think they could even go so far as to become number one contenders at some time. Uh, I just, I, get, I worry when I see that already the camera seems focused on Dave Mastiff more than it's focused on Jack Stars when the whole team was put together under the premise that Jack Stars isn't finding a way to have the confidence to go for the, the moment and be the guy in the moment and be the star, as it were. Can't be happy. There's no pleasing you. But let me ask a question about Danny Jones and Josh Morrell. These are guys that we saw individually over the past couple of weeks, and now they're in the tag team a couple of times. I think the second time they were uh, together as a team. And, you know, I don't know if it's patent pending. I don't know the legal status of it all. But on our sister show, Lead the Week, you have something called the Farmer's Market. And so if you had to buy stock in either of these men, and you can only pick one, would you and whom? If I could only pick one, that's a tough one. Uh, I think both these guys are going to do pretty well because they're getting the reps in and they're going out there and they're, even if they lose, they're still coming back. That's always the big thing is a lot of times people come out, they lose and they let that get to them and they never come back. But these guys are coming back. If I have to pick one, I'm going Josh Morrell, though it's a coin flip. Ooh, that was a very weighted coin flip. <laughs> I'm picking yeah. him, but it's a coin flip. Why? why? I'm curious. I just. What's his upside? I, I just, I, for some reason, he's the one I, I focus on more during the matches. I think he's the one that stand out a little bit more. Again, this is a, you know, splitting hairs between the two. Split I think they're hairs. both going to be great. But if I have to pick one, this is a show where you have to have hard opinions. So I'm going to go Josh Morrell. We do. <laughs> right, so speak, speaking of opinions, it was announced that uh, there will be a, a new eight-man tournament to determine a number one contender for Tyler Bates Heritage Cup. And currently, uh, they are announcing competitors are Mark Andrews, Noam Dar, Kenny Williams, Oliver Carter, Nathan Frazier, Tealmont, Sam Gradwell, and Wolfgang. And that will be the second tournament for the Heritage Cup for Noam Dar and Kenny Williams. Jack. Well, I would assume that we would have this as regular number one contenders, but thoughts about having a tournament and with besides the tournament, thoughts about the eight competitors announced for this tournament. But I want to start with a let's talk about Tyler Bate for a oh second. Oh my gosh. Here. Answer the question. Let's, let's talk about <laughs> Tyler Bate for a second. Here, I want to be a fighting champion. I yes. want to defend this thing. Right. So let's have some months long tournament play out slowly while we figure out who the next guy is going to be. his idea. If you want to be a fighting champion, Tyler Bate, why don't you fight all of them? Why don't you just throw a dart at a dartboard and whichever person gets hit, you fight them. You take on all challengers. That's what you're supposed to do. Not wait months on end while we whittle down to who one is. 
That said, when Tyler Bate comes and kicks your ass, I'm gonna start chanting "Big Strong Boy." <laughs> no, boy. Okay, I'm just, I'm just hoping that the quarantine gives me time to run away. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the travel restrictions give What's me up, time. Um, hi, Mark. Thanks for shouting me out too, buddy. Uh, we, <laughs> just joking. Oh, uh, hi, Mark. So uh, we have a. Um, we have a great. I, is this going to be an, an annual thing? I'm guessing the tur- the Heritage Cup tournament because it's it been just about might a year. be. It just might be, yeah. Uh, which I'm all about. You know, I love tournaments. I love these this kind of setup. I love seeing how this is going to play out. Lots of great names here. I was thinking about it. A lot of names that I don't think I've seen pinned in a long time. Also, like I don't know the last time Kenny Williams was pinned. I don't remember that the last time Ben Carter was pinned. I don't. Uh, or according Frazier. to Wikipedia, the the, the tournament started in october with the winners being announced november 22nd uh thank you mark by the way i appreciate i appreciate the shout out yo mark is an og <laughs> man see you Monday night uh so it's uh you know there's so many people in this match in this tournament though that like i said i don't remember the last time a lot of these people have lost there's a lot of people who are, who are on substantial win streaks right really? now really i guess Tiamon. Ken- That's the only one I can think of. When was the last time Kenny Williams lost a match? He won, he lost, he won his last four? Two against Amir Jordan and two afterwards? So four? So yeah, when was who was the last person that beat Kenny, who pinned Kenny Williams? It was in the Heritage Cup tournament last year. <laughs> so it was a year ago. Okay, so then... Yeah, not a, quite a year ago, but yeah. So then yeah. who was the last person that pinned Nathan Trent Frazier? Uh, wasn't it Tiamon? It was a month ago. It was recent. It was recently. But continue. I won't really so play. and then Tiamat, the point is these are guys that win a lot. There's not a lot of people who are ham and eggers, you know, not a lot of curtain jerkers in here. There's a lot of people who are very, very good at getting wins, and uh it's makes it really tough to pick a winner here. But yeah, but I gotta put your feet to the fire because it's draped in gold.com, baby. What you got? drapedingold.com this is one that has been tough i like i said a lot of people to pick between noam dar someone who i love to see and so much smarter than he gets credit for kenny williams with that that just ruthlessness he's has really taken to the next level uh teo mount who's already had that ruthlessness and been able to do it the way he does it for a while now but i'm gonna pick someone that i don't think a lot of people are, are looking at i'm gonna pick someone that doesn't get the credit he deserves. I'm going to pick to be the winner of this tournament, someone that it's his time to shine, and that is Sam Gradwell. No I think he's got the he's got the look, he's got the size, he's got the ability to get himself into the heads of his opponents. He matches up very well with everyone in this tournament. Outside of Wolfgang, he's going to be easily the Ooh. biggest and the strongest. Outside of, uh, you know, he's probably one of the best at getting in people's heads. Maybe outside of a Kenny Williams. I think he's going to be stronger, more vicious. He's going to be meaner. And he's going to be able to use all those things to really put himself ahead of the rest of the competition. Sam Gradville on paper seems like the favorite to me. But I feel like this whole tournament is built for Nathan Frazier. And 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 they Nathan Frazier and Tyler Bates stared down before. I think they had a match before memory serves. Here's somebody that's been kind of hanging around, destined for great things, gave the new name, new tights, and all that stuff. I feel like he's gonna be the one that's gonna make the number one contender or become the I don't know, is he contender, number one person yeah, ranked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he contend for a cup. 
Yeah, the number one heritage. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Nathan Frazier for that one. But, of course, you and I both called it wrong last year. So, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Uh, uh, yeah. It, it, this will be – I'm I'm very excited about the Heritage Cup tournament. Uh, this was something – the Heritage Cup, one of my favorite divisions in all of wrestling. And it Ooh. was set up for that reason because of the tournament last year. I'm just going to say last year. I mean, why get – into the details but uh i think because of that it really got me into the heritage cup and so i am incredibly excited about this tournament coming up is it the do we have the the do we know when the first match is happening is it next week yeah it starts the next week it's uh mark andrews or noam dar i believe oh well that one's easy gonna be noam dar yeah remember yep Uh, It's true. Well, uh, look, sometimes things happen that are beyond the control of of anyone, and so you, you got to be fair and add the asterisks. <laughs> Before we get to our first match on the other card, because I know how much I love Zyberg's side, uh, there were some promos this week on NXT UK. Just quick thoughts about each and every single one of them uh, we came across. Uh, it looks like Pretty Deadly and Mustache Mountain are on a collision course, and they are the Godwin Twins 2.0. The Godwin twins the godwin twins wish they could rock overalls the way that the pretty deadly do they were looking amazing today just like said them well i guess this was they looked amazing last week this happened after the the show last week these guys can be champions for a long long time i said that dave massive and jack stars could become number one contenders possibly as a ceiling because there's no one taking these titles they look too good with them Pretty Deadly's not going to let anyone take titles away from them because those side plates, they, they, it would be terrible if those side plates had to change. So, I mean, this will be fun, but I think Tyler Bate is biting off more than he can chew. I think Trent Seven is biting off more than he can chew. And I think that uh, the, reason, you know, the reason Pretty Deadly are the champions is because they're the guys to be the champions. Want to give a shout out to Al. Welcome to the show. I don't think I've seen you around here before these parts. Rape and Cole every Thursday right after NXT UK airs. Because I was at the tapings when Darren Andrews got injured. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was that was pre- pretty gruesome. The opposite yeah. of pretty deadly uh, itself. Pretty gruesome. Uh, also, Isla Dawn. Like I said on Twitter, going out for a witch-like errands, having a camera crew follow her out to the woods. What's going on there? That's uh, the Blair Witch Project happening. But I guess it'd be the Isla Witch Project. Don't want to confuse the names of the show. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on with Isla Dawn, and it's something that I would typically say, hey, don't get distracted with all this witchcraft stuff. But she seems to be more of a threat the more she embraces it. So I say if it's working, keep going. Wow. You do not run any anti-drug campaign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's working, keep going, uh, kids. The st- <laughs> Hey, there may be. He's getting better. Right. Become don't a witch. Get, don't, don't get in the way. <laughs> Become a witch. Just get possessed. That's if if it ain't broke, story. don't fix it. <laughs> Here we go, scheduled. Uh, Ava Valkyrie had a promo against Ginny. She says, feed the birds. Thoughts? I think that she, first off, I, I love Valkyrie. I think she's one of the best to do the thing here in NXT UK. But first off, the cage you have is terrible. Very easy to escape. What are you doing? Get a better cage. She's walked right out of it. Come on. If this is the way she's preparing for things, especially preparing for someone like Ginny, she's not, it doesn't have, it doesn't stand a chance. Wait, wait, wait. You're critiquing the cage itself. It was a prop, bro. Like what? (laughs) What's the point? I always say that. I always say that, look, if you're going to, 
like Jenny looks at the details. If Jenny had a prop, it would have four sides to the cage. She wouldn't just okay. make it three three sided. And I think that shows the difference right there. Now, Valkyrie again, amazing, amazing talent. I just think right now she is about to butt heads with someone who <laughs> might be a little more prepared with a better cage. With a better cage, like you're just walking right out of the. What's the point of the cage? Is it, it even was a, a metaphor, man? If you've only got three sides, is it even a cage or is oh it just a series God. of bars? We gotta I move on because we're gonna argue a stupid cage on the show. <laughs> Your girls, Nina Samuels and Amel, had a little bit of a dust up backstage, and well, I gotta side with Amel here. She was hanging out, having time of her life, but Nina Samuels got in her face. Who you got, Jack? I like both these two, so this is a tough one. But look, Nina Samuels is right. I don't know why Amel thinks that she should have a spotlight on her when you got Nina Samuels right there. Stupid Mark Green with you in the chat. Nas is the fence. <laughs> Who cares if it's a yeah. cage or not? Mark's got it. He agrees. I'm logging off. Forget this. Show's over. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, it's a fence. A, a poorly built fence. <laughs> It's why you do it on the odds in Vegas. Oh, she has to lose. She has a bad fence. Uh, and, and lastly, Stevie Turner gets a make us out of Moore's face backstage and pays daily with it with the twist of a wrist. Well, she, she got her wrist hurt a little bit, but look, you get roughed up a little bit in pro wrestling. I think that she may have made the best chess move of the day. Getting in the face of Mako Sadamora. Everyone else, when Mako, when she stirred up the hornet's nest last week, everyone else started fighting each other, but Stevie Turner's smart. Went straight to the Queen Bee and said, I want to fight you. I want the title. She's positioning herself very well. I think Stevie Turner, incredibly intelligent move here. I actually agree with you. I'm a big fan of Stevie Turner. And she's wired differently. Um, and our final contest In is the 4K. first match. Apparently. Or 4D. Like, I think she's the fourth dimension. 4K. But it could be a 4K, right? You want yeah. a high definition fourth dimension. You don't get that like <laughs> DVD quality. Yes. Uh, uh, Zyra Brookside, which is somebody you hate for some reason, had a match against Blair Davenport. And here are, are two women that we haven't seen much of for different reasons. Blair Davenport, kind of intermittent in her appearances. And after Zyra Brookside had that personal servant in Ian Samuels for a month, kind of went prepped by the wayside. So cool to see them in the match this week. Blair Davenport gets to win. Jack Farmer, walk me through it. I'm a big attire fan. And so I want to say, uh, Zaya Brookside, I liked her new entrance attire. At least it seemed new since the last time we've seen her. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Blair Davenport, I said on Twitter, just has world beater presence to her. She just has that vibe that when she comes out, she could be anybody, anywhere, anytime. And she got the win today, though. I, I give her a ton of credit for that. I think a lot of that reason is because Zaya Brookside, as you alluded to earlier, Maybe got a little too comfortable being weighted on hand and foot 24-7 by someone as talented as Nina Samuels. And now that she doesn't have that person taking care of all of her business, she's realizing she got a little soft, got a little weak while uh, she was being taken care of and pampered. And now she's seen the, the results of that. Maybe she should have been a little nicer to Nina Samuels and maybe not made her do so much. Maybe, maybe she would have been a little tougher for this matchup. Well, it's kind of a loaded statement because I agree with some parts of what you're saying. I did like Zaya Brookside's new look. I wonder if it started something for her, if she was going to go on her own path and her story. The match was pretty solid. And the way it ended with Blair Davenport hitting special moves after the bell was what I do in 2K all the time. Great. Yes. But here's a question I asked, though. If you're Blair Davenport and you're telling me, well, also, she does look like she's a world beater. It gave me very early Mercedes Martinez vibes. But mm -hmm. if she comes out and she has, I think this is her third, third or fourth match since being signed to NXT UK. 
Are you like treading water just a bit? I mean, how often can you do this on a show where you don't get as much time to establish yourself as other brands where you have to go after someone of note? And I love Zaya Brookside, but she hadn't been on TV for like two months. So the the point of, of Blair Davenport, I think, is important to mention that she's she's beating people and she's beating up after the bell. And again, to your point, if you're playing 2K and you don't attack people after the bell, are you even playing 2K? Absolutely. <laughs> but, but I think right now is... Blair Davenport is doing what you're supposed to do. You have to earn shots. And I know that we live in a world where we think that you can just come out and say that you want a title shot. So you're going to get the title shot. But in NXT UK, things are done the right way. And even though is Blair it? Davenport has proven who she is, and if you've watched wrestling from around the world, you know who she is. Uh, she still has to get enough wins to be credible as a contender in NXT UK. So she needs to have these matches. She needs to show she can win. She needs to show she can win at this level and on this brand. And that's what she's doing right now. She's just basically checking the boxes. She's doing what she's supposed to do, being very professional. And about the attack after the match, I think it's okay. I think it toughens side up a little bit. <laughs> And I think that I, I think it toughened her up. I think she's going to be thankful to Blair Davenport. I think after the match, she probably was like, "Hey, thanks for toughening me up a little." No bit. one would ever say that. <laughs> so, okay, you can yeah. get all the wins you want, but Stevie Turner has this amount of wins as Blair Davenport, but she went right after the champ and said, "Look, you're waiting nothing. Isn't that not the way UK is teaching us how you could be a Mel and beat up Nina Samuels to get a number one contender shot? Is that not what the culture is on that brand?" Well, look, Stevie Turner, though, she's been around a little bit. Maybe the win-loss record is, is similar, but she's been on TV for a little bit. We've seen her around for a little bit. And plus, she just had the opportunity. Sometimes maybe Blair Davenport just hasn't had that opportunity to go straight after Mako Sotomora. But I think that she's got a, a shot coming up soon. Hater. Uh, before we move on to NXT Prime, any final words about NXT UK this week? Yeah, a lot of just amazing stuff here. Uh, a lot of, like, next week I think is going to be even more amazing. Uh, and, uh, again, for people who watch this show and they're just listening for the NXT chat, you really need to do yourself a favor and watch NXT UK. It's really probably minute for minute the best wrestling show uh, across all NXT, or all WWE brands. It's It's amazing. Absolutely. I know there's a bit of a combination on the show. We do NXT, NXT UK because they share the, the letters NXT, but they're two different shows, two different styles, and it's been a pleasure uh, to really get people onto the NXT UK train because, frankly, we're one of millions of NXT podcasts, but we're the best, of course. But yeah, NXT UK does need a little bit of that amplification. So if you watch it, you love it, share it with your friends. Uh, but let's talk about something that doesn't need amplification. That main event on Tuesday night the lover or loser match, Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Lewis. We're talking about this before we went live about the whole idea of love in wrestling. But Johnny Gargano gets to win, but love perseveres. Jack Farmer, aren't you all warm and fuzzy on the inside? I am. This made me so mad. Completely what? ruined my Tuesday night. Completely ruined most of my Wednesday morning. <laughs> I want to give it. I want to first give a shout out to Johnny Gargano, who is the loser, loser winner. If uh, you think about it, but uh, he gave some much needed tough love 
to Indy Hartwell. He tried to be a good leader. And like Wade Barrett said, the win was so good for Indy Hartwell. She could focus on her career. She could focus on herself, which is what you should be doing. You should be trying to find out how to be the best you. Not worry about some other lunatic guy. Yet here they go, and they throw the stipulation right out the window and pretend that there was no stipulation. Well, guess what? There are rules in pro wrestling. And Flobo, maybe if there was a general manager who could come in and oh enforce the stipulation. Force love, bro. Maybe, maybe the match that Johnny Gargano just one would have the stipulation enforced. If we're not going to enforce this stipulation, why would we enforce any other stipulation? Oh, hey, oh. you win a number one contenders match. Tough luck. You're not the number one contender anymore oh, because we don't enforce these. What this is what, ridiculous? What can William Regal have? Hey, you got to stop loving this guy now. That's the rules of the match. Come on. Love yes. always wins. Stop with that. <laughs> it's Sim- impossible. Simply put, love is over. Love is dead. Love is overrated. As somebody who works wedding events, uh, how do you feel with the fact that Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis are together at last, man? It's fine. Like, you know, usually these love stories in wrestling end in tragedy, but this one's actually a happy ending. This is the definition of ending in tragedy, Flobo. This was the tragedy. Johnny Gargano doing the best he could, trying to save Indy Hartwell from a psychopath. He wins. He overcame. It was a beautiful moment. I could hear you two singing. It's a beautiful day in the background. It was amazing. But then they just ignore the stipulate. They just ignore. What are we doing this for, Flobo? If you're just gonna, if you're gonna have, he lose her. That's the name of the match. A lose her match. He lost her. I agree. Oh, I think it's I think it's dumb that the submission got broken the same night. If you're gonna do that, she had been done the next week, but. Yeah, it's it's love, man. It's like the whole Bobby Lashley Lana thing. If it happens with emotions, you can't fight it out of people. So, and Manja's right. Let's go, Lou. Man, clap, 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 clap. Uh, we, we <laughs> I love it. No one ever this say is, that in real life. This uh, is this is just it's preposterous. It's great. Is it's what great. It is. I, I know. It's it's and, and the fact that you're even thinking it'd be okay next week. No, a stipulation happened. It lasts forever unless another match is had where the stipulation is then put back on the line this is basic wrestling 101 Stop. stuff so, so, you someone loses day a... one of wrestling 101 fandom day are you one. kidding me you someone has a retirement the syllabus match? and then you have this, this stipulation yeah like Montana right so it's a retirement match and they go well i, I lost that match i'm so retired <laughs> just go home and burn to farm and not come they back always, you file the retirement paperwork and then you can obviously reapply to be a pro wrestler afterwards that's how that works it's like what kobe kingston saying almost didn't have his tag team wrestling license i'm gonna move on breakout tournament action this week the last round the quarterfinals all heart trey baxter against joe gacy but trey baxter getting the win he faces odyssey jones in the next round jack farmer walk me through this one trey baxter has all heart but are the fans connecting with him uh it's 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 tough to say at this point because when you have the thing with the breakout tournament is it's all new it's all shiny and fun and i i think whenever you have wrestlers come out every time you're like i can't wait to see who this guy is can't wait to see what they do even joe gacy he was getting cheers from the crowd even though i think he looked like someone who uh it's a little bit intimidating um Trey Baxter got the win, though. I, I think he showed that he can go. I think he showed that he's fast, and he has a lot of talent in his match with Kushida, so we already know he's probably a front runner for this whole thing. Uh, and, and this was his night. 
he he won the match. Joe Gacy, I think, did himself a lot of favors too. Just looked like a hard-hitting brawler that knew how to use his size. Uh, so I think whenever you have those two things, being big and tough, you're always going to be in every fight. I think Joe Gacy has a huge upside. Trey Baxter, he's showed out against Kushida. So again, I, I like him. I don't know if I see him going all the way, though. I am kind of torn. I feel like in the in the in the auspices inside NXT, it fell a little flat. I feel like the other talent on that brand operate at a certain wavelength that these two men did not. However, I'm not trashing the match. I feel like if I watched this match on a fight pass or at an independent show, my socks would have been blown clean off, which reinforces that's probably what the breakout tournament's about, right? To get guys up to speed and on ramp, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, to the match. And that's why we have Trey Baxter next week against Odyssey Jones with Duke Huxon taking on Carmelo Hayes. Four men left in the tournament. Jack, what do you got? Duke. Still. D Duke all the way. He Just like in the March Madness tournament, you always pick Duke. Duke's going <laughs> all the way. Duke's winning. Uh, I've said before, wow. he's got that perfect mix of size and talent on a microphone and confidence. And again, of all the people I've seen so far, and I think even you'll agree with me here, best looking suit. And that's what I go with. It was well, yeah, if you like suits, y'all, NXT this week had suits all over of varying different tastes. So we'll get into that. Uh, Walt Dubenstein, double scene, double sign, says, Joe Gacy versus Odyssey would have been a good Haas fight. I know, man. I miss a good Haas fight. I feel like Haas fights have been tainted, and people roll their eyes about that kind of stuff, maybe because you grew up with a time where you could win with a bear hug. But I really think Haas matches could be a whole other thing. So I'm still waiting for that Dave Mastiff, Bronson Reed match, but alas. they uh, I think they got done a lot for a little bit. And then got spoiled. And that's why we don't get him as much anymore. True. What up, Flap? Flappuccino, what's up? Kapow. Uh, kapow. kapow. Uh, also moving on to other events in the NXT universe. <laughs> your boy your boy LA Knight. Uh, Cameron Grimes had a tag team match against the grizzled young veterans. And thankfully, GYV won a match. Because I was a little bit afraid <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But despite that... Cameron Grimes gets smacked around until Ted DiBiase makes the save. And, well, I guess this is a feel-good story, is it? This was uh, – these guys were amazing together. I think L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes, everything about this team went exactly as it was supposed to go. First off, backstage, I love that they were just open with each other, with Cameron Grimes saying, look, I'm a man of my word. I got your back. And L.A. Knight being like, yeah, I'm a man of my word too. Reminder, you're my butler, and it's your job to clean my shoes. I thought that was great. Just re reminding everyone where everyone that. stands. And then during the match, this this got under my skin. This Oh, this really, doesn't understand. This really bothered me. I was bothered a lot by this episode. I, I tell you, I, I didn't sleep well. I was very unhappy. <laughs> L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes, they're having a match. It's great. They're doing well. They've got grizzled young veterans on the ropes. And so what does L.A. Knight do? He tells his butler to do his job and clean up the mess. It's Cameron Grimes' job. He tells him to do that. Yet over on the commentary table, it's, whoa, is Cameron Grimes. Oh, poor him. He's left. <laughs> That's his job. It's his job. He's supposed to. He's supposed to do that. LA Knight's not a bad guy for having someone clean up the mess. That's his job to do. If you have a house cleaner, it's not. you're not a bad person because they're cleaning up. 
It's their job. If you have a chauffeur, you're not a bad person because you make them drive. It's their job. It was Cameron Grimes' job to clean up this mess of a match at the end. He couldn't get it done. So if anything, the victim here is L.A. Knight. That was a very specific rant. <laughs> you got a house clean person. What's your job? You have a butler. I, yeah. I've never had yeah. one of those in my life. I have no idea. I would be sad too. I'll help yeah. clean up if I had a butler. Like, if you, you got a that? house cleaner, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job. Get it done. <laughs> Lord. Uh, so I don't know why Mark is saying this, but it's <laughs> about so she ran about NXT. <laughs> no, don't, don't encourage him. <laughs> Uh, you guys also by the way how does no one see what's happening here i mean this was hilarious to me that no one saw this sees what's happening here million dollar man comes out and tries to give old cameron grimes a pep talk and tries to do one of these like oh you know you can be better stand up for yourself things do we know who million dollar man is have you ever seen the guy it's clear million dollar man is still a cunning and manipulative person he's just mad that la knight took him out he's not trying to help cameron grimes he's trying to position him to take out la knight why does yeah. no one see this stuff i'm there i'm here for that why not because i could tell you one thing watching cameron grimes do the butler thing it's kind of sad. Not in a, oh, man, I wish I could give them tips. More like, oh, man, you do everything wrong. This has to change. Of course you would say that because you don't think stipulations mean anything. I mean, You don't think you they should, matter. If it was you, don't. if it was you, Cameron Grimes, you just say, oh, never mind. I, I don't care about the stipulation. Yeah, but there really wasn't any terms. So he did the job. He fulfilled his contract. I, he uh, was a blur that there was no end date to the contract there was no start date to the contract it's in so perfect it was after the match as soon as the match is over he lost he's the butler forever and ever i, I there's one thing about being technically right legally but being technically right in a wrestling rules i mean it's a whole other thing i think Jack. it goes to his kid i mean i think even la knight's kid la squire will get to have him as a butler <laughs> a medieval jump that that's class i gotta <laughs> Medieval squire. <laughs> oh my god. Uh moving on to things that also disappointed me this week. Uh, because look, I'll be honest with you guys, I like NXT, but this wasn't it. Uh sci-fi second week. You can tell it wasn't a holding pattern. Um, I'm not saying it's I'm not poo-pooing. Jack is always mad, but I'm not poo-pooing on it. But I really feel that we we're kind of just giving us a nice hot 60% of what NXT could possibly do. And here's the reason why when I saw this match, Bobby Fish against Roderick Strong of Diamond Mine finally have their grudge match after seemingly being at the same time waiting too long and rushed at the same absolute time Roderick Strong gets to win. He said that was over last week, I guess. What happened here, Jack? Um, I think this is a great matchup. It was a wrestle, it was a wrestling fans wrestling match that people I think if you like good wrestling, you're gonna love it. I think Ooh, it's a liver on all those fronts. No, to your point though, it felt like it could have used a little bit more pomp and circumstance. Felt like it could have used a little prime target. You know, I think they could have mm. really given us a little bit more. I think there's more meat on the bones for this one. But yeah, um, I thought the match was great. I'm a huge fan of both these guys looking like Roderick Strong has earned a shot at Kushida from it. And I'm down for that because I love the idea of Roderick Strong taking on that 205 cruiserweight title. Also, Whoa. You, you and I are five. You and I are both. Uh, you and I are both huge fans of Bobby Fish. So yeah. 
he's kind of like the unofficial uh uh i guess uh like home team wrestler for nxt we have um uh, you know, we have our, our NXT UK home team wrestler. This, he's like our, our NXT home team wrestler, Bobby I Fish. Like it. Bobby Fish, uh, Leah James. We're going to uh, forever. Yes, there are, they're the people we kind of support like together, no matter what they do. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but um, I like seeing him on TV. I hope he finds a place and finds a way to be on TV more often. I just root for the guy. I don't know what it is about him. I just, I like to see him in matches. I like to see what he does. I thought he had a cool shirt too. I'd wear a Bobby Fish shirt, that one he came I out would. in. I would. So I know we just talked about and poo-pooed about stipulations. And I know that uh, Strong said we're done, but I almost feel like there has to be another chapter here. It would almost be almost too sudden and too anticlimactic to have Bobby Fish come back, lose twice, and then just disappear into the ether. Would you have a Strong Fish 3? Uh, would you would do that? What stipulation would you use? Well, it wasn't technically a stipulation. It was more... It was more uh, Roger Strong wanting it to be done after this. Um, I'd love to see him go again because I thought they had a good match. And I'd love to see him have a, a bigger blow off. Uh, but if I saw Bobby Fish go in a different direction, I'd be okay with that too. Yeah, because uh, it Pete does Dunn, feel right? it does feel a bit like uh, Roger Strong is is moving on to Kushida. I'd, I'd love to see a Pete Dunn Bobby Fish matchup. I think that be they could make that great. If you're watching the show right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, thank you so much. And please tell me, what is the point of Diamond Mine? Are they a group? Are they recruiting? Are they here to run roughshod? Are they going to find themselves in a three-way battle between Hit Row, Legalde, and Fantasma? I need to know what is going on. Can someone tag Malcolm Bivens, please? What is Diamond Mine about? Please don't really tag him. I'm afraid of him. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, help me out here. Uh, yeah, people who are that funny, like, you never want to get into a uh... – a contest mm -mm. with because they're gonna make fun of you and you're not absolutely gonna come back yeah because you know he has a, a job and i kind of don't so yeah. our first <laughs> match of the evening was hit rogue against legado <clears throat> and this one actually piqued my interest for a whole different slew of reasons ashanti adonis and top dollar um you know not nada <clears throat> against joaquin oliver rule mendoza hit row win by disqualification and it seems to me jack farmer that hit row are the underdogs the underdogs the underdogs, what are you talking about? They get their ass kicked after the match on Tuesday. Hit row? Yeah. They didn't get it was Legato that got attacked after the match. Uh well, maybe. Maybe I got battle wrong. Uh first off, I want to say that this match should have been presented by Sleep Number because Hit Row made their bed and now they've got a lie in it. And that's why Legato attacked them with the chairs. Again, Beth Phoenix on, on commentary, those sneaky guys doing underhanded things. Hit Row attacked them with a guitar the other week. This is what yeah. they deserve. They deserve to get attacked by chairs. So I think Legato Del Fantasma has all the right in the world to do what they did and attack today. But again, Hit Row using the numbers game, and you call them underdogs, using the numbers game to try to get ahead of Legato Del Fantasma Again, just sneaky, underhanded, unfair. I can't wait for the Gato Del Fantasma to do what they do best, figure things out and get one over on this group of ne'er-do-wells and show them that Legado Del Fantasma is the predominant faction in NXT. So, so to clarify, they, they were their first aggressors. And, and yes, Hitler got the last word. But my question still stands. To me, it felt like these guys would be on the same side of, of morality. 
but these are, it looks like they're having a bit of a gang warfare situation as well, making people pick sides, especially in this odd that we don't have a threes title division. Uh, would you side with Hit Row in this case, or would you be more Legato? I, there, there was a time this would have been a tough call, but for now, I got to go Legato del Fantasma. Again, they've got the cooler suits. I always side with the cooler suits. Also, I can't rap, so I wouldn't be allowed to join Hit Row. Neither can they. <laughs> oh, I said it. Oh, not him. But, um, but look, I, right now, I think Legato del Fantasma, they're about legacy. They're about history. They're about championships. Hit Row. They're about making music and dancing together like a couple of friends in the corner of the ring to start things off. They're about doing everything else other than wrestling. I want to see okay. the guys who want to be champions. That's Legato Del Fantasma. And so I go with them in this one. For those of you who are rocking with me because I have, I have such fine words to say about Hit Row, they're a good tag team or a good concept. I love the Sable. They're fine. There's nothing like them. I'm not going to say hit row, but I can't knock anyone who's all about that. I like Ashanti Adonis. I like Top Dollar. I like B-Fab. I wish B-Fab wrestled. I don't quite see Swerve working with that personally, but everyone tells me I'm nuts and I'm crazy. They're a hot crowd. And I think eventually they're going to have the one to beat Legado and Nazmi. I'm not, I'm not going to they, they just have the numbers game. They have more bodies to do that. But the question I ask is that if Legado Fantasma, they Fantasma, get into a gang war with Hit Row, and lose, where do they go? Well, that's an if that's not going to happen. I mean, what if a meteorite comes down and strikes the CWC? It's just whatever. Okay, I guess then it happens. Uh, look, I used to like Hit Row. <laughs> I used to like them. I thought they were uh, they were good, good people. Then they started messing with the God Odell Phantasma. You don't do that. You just don't do that. So uh, if the God Odell Phantasma loses, I don't know. Whatever that. It's it's not going to happen. Legato del Fantasma is winning this thing. This is it's theirs to win. They're the better team. They're going to win. Speaking of meteors, what up, Thunderpants with the UFO thimbles and uh, Mondo's like War Games, which I always love doing <laughs> in yeah. the middle of summer. Why not War Games? What is it? It's a September thing, right? This is no, games? it's Survivor Series. So November. November. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, moving on to our uh, future. By the way, I just to, sorry to defend myself, and I am old as a WWE <laughs> old school historian. It was September in the WCW days when it was part of Fall Brawl. That's why I said September. Hey man, no one was touching you, bro. Like <laughs> you gotta prove yourself to these people. Listen to <laughs> these <me>. people. <laughs> they turned your back on you. <laughs> so what's up with Samoa Joe, man? Him and Karen Cross are having a heated rivalry, <laughs> which would be great. And this is what I'm saying about NXT this week, which will be great because Samoa Joe versus Karen Cross is box office. Mm -hmm. But like you're assuming that I'm not watching Monday Night Raw, which I totally am. <laughs> and I just saw Karen Cross get folded up like an accordion by Keith Lee. What is going on, Jack? That's not the raw of getting beat by Keith Lee. Let's just put ooh, that ooh. out there. Uh, I think right now, Karen Cross has a great strategy right now. I think Lose he is Monday? executing. No, so listen, like look, first off, what he does. He calls out Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe gets to the ring, and then he gets slowed down by all these security guards that he now has to choke out. That gives Karrion Cross time to run away, and then now all he needs to do is get the plastic surgery to change his face, get a new alias, a new passport, some new driver's license, a new background, and maybe he can get out of town and start a new life under witness protection, and Samoa Joe will never find him. 
That's the uh, best strategy I've ever heard against Samoa Joe. Carrying I, ASH. I just see it now. Yeah, carrying ASH. <laughs> no way. I, I, I think that I think he's smart running away, getting out of there as fast as you look. If Samoa Joe, I don't care who you are, by the way. That's not a shot at carrying cross. I don't care who you are. If Samoa Joe is coming at you and he's that mad, you need to get out of town. You need to change the way your face looks. You need to get a new ID, a new passport, go to a new country, and just live off the grid the rest of your days. That's the way you do it. <laughs> Two and a half weeks away, early to say, but do you think Samoa Joe walks away the NXT champion? If if Karrion Cross gets in the ring with Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe is going to choke him out. Oh, fair, fair enough. But um, if yeah. he's if he's smart, he will be somewhere in another country, maybe where they don't speak English, maybe where the U.S. government doesn't have a lot of connections, so that he's never found again. That's what I would do if I was him. That's what I would do. I would get as far away as I could, and I would go live off the grid in the mountains somewhere, and just live off the land because it's not worth having joe come after you your escape plan seemed very detailed have you planned provoking <laughs> joe before is that what ball for because we're no extradition make sure my passports are all current it's, it's fine you always have to have an escape plan flobo he lives in huntington beach it's a short drive where you live bro i'm just saying no yeah I'm, i live in fear every day <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Ridge Holland with a new jacket takes out Ike Manjiro with a new jacket in a match that didn't last pretty long, but Ridge Holland exerts his dominance because he's back, baby. Ike Manjiro is not your favorite because, you know, he wrestles with that jacket on. But still, thoughts about the match? Uh, this was, I thought this did a good job for both of them in, in some ways. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say that uh, Ridge Holland. Look great. Devastating suplexes, big moves, big, strong power guy. Did everything he was supposed to do. I thought that Jiro, though, he seemed to win the hearts of the, the people over at the CWC. They, they seem to really get behind him. Uh, of course, Rich Holland's not there to win hearts. He's there to win matches, and that's what he did. <laughs> so that was a good good move on him, a good win on him, and uh, just a good start to, his, uh, to what will probably be a lot of dominance. I'm with you with Jiro. I felt like his his performance this week was better than his breakout tournament's performance. I like Rich Holland back. I still think he should wear pants. I, he's, he's, as big as he is, he's kind of like squat. So it's like almost like a Taz thing. It's like, hey, what are you doing? But other he, than that. He's, well, he's, he's, he's I, I got his application. He's trying to be part of the thigh guys. Uh, you know, he's he's almost there. He's got he's got what it takes. A lot of time, most most applications are just turned away, Flobo. Most yeah. applications for the thigh guys, I just turn them away. I'm like, look, sorry not happening i got rich holland's application for the thigh guys and i was like look we might have something to work with here so uh yeah. keep your eyes open he might join the thigh guys very soon <sighs> the most Be dominant facts <laughs> 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 Look, am i looking forward to this um, <laughs> so before i get to burning questions i had a question from nxt uk uh yeah. and nxt both the women's divisions seem to have pretty much a linchpin on top Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it seemed to be a clamoring to see who would be the number one, number two, number three contenders. I want to know if you had any ideas of who would be the one to take down Miko Sadamore or Raquel Gonzalez. And, and if you can rank them, let me know. So for the, uh, I, I'd say for NXT UK, I was thinking about this one. Uh, I think if I had to rank the contenders uh, at number three, I say Stevie Turner. And okay. I say Stevie Turner. Because she's got wins going for her. She's got momentum. And frankly, she looks like she's got the next shot. So 
regardless of what you think, if she has a chance with the champ, she's one step ahead of everybody else. So I definitely got to put her there. Next up, Nina Samuels. We talk about how this business is all about box office and the star power of Nina Samuels is through the roof. How do you not give her the shot when she also is on a bit of a win streak? And it looks like she's about ready to take on the last contender. So I'm not going to kill her, though. So Nina Samuels, look, well, well, I'll see it when I see it. But for now, Nina Samuels is what we would call box office. She's exactly what you want to see on that poster. She deserves to be a contender. And at number one, the number one contender, someone who's got everything, got the win streak, got the look, got the style, a star. That's right. It's Ginny. Ginny should be the number one contender. She yeah. just beat someone who's borderline undefeated. She's got everything you want for that box office appeal. Ginny in a landslide should be the number one contender for the NXT NXT UK Women's Division Championship. And on the state side, you think? The state side, again, going back to what I said, Dakota Kai. Uh, she's looks like she's got the matchup. She's the one that's next up. She also knows uh, Raquel Gonzalez inside and out. She knows what makes her tick. She knows what can make her win or lose. So you got to give it to her. I'd say even though she's palling around with a potential tag team. Io Shirai is always on the horizon. And anytime she is in a building, she is a contender. That's just the way you have to do it over there. And then I would say the number three, that's where it gets a little trickier. Candice LeRae. I think Candice oh, LeRae. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, Candice LeRae someone who has uh, been not just winning and doing well herself, but leading a whole group with her and being a real, uh, a real icon for the women's division. I think she should definitely have a shot. Well, the more I know, the better. Jack Farmer, I got some burning questions for you, man. For sure. These are things I've been watching. Watching NXT, you know, maybe you can help me out with it because you are the expert here on the show because I can't yeah. afford anybody else. <clears throat> uh, to, to answer his question, who is hotter than Top Dollar? How much time do you have? No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, I think uh, I think he's great. I think he's someone he's he's probably one of the most powerful guys on NXT UK right now. I think if you made a top three list, he's got to be in the top three most powerful in NXT right now. I think right. I if, think you a, so. if you had if you had a giant test of strength tournament, he's got to be one of the top contenders. Yeah, if not Raquel Gonzalez. Well, uh, yeah. As as somebody who wears suits, would you wear a suit with watermelon print? Sure. Why not? <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> did you did you find it odd that referee Jess was back in NXT this week? Jessica Carr? I did not. Why is it why is that weird? Because she got signed to SmackDown last year. She was in SmackDown roster, but she was on NXT this week. Does it matter to me? Sorry. No, didn't really cool. stand out to me. All right. Pop quiz hot shot. How is Frankie Monet different than Taya Valkyrie? You can't mention earmuffs. Go. <laughs> why does she have to be different? She's the same person. I mean, there's, there's, you, you have name changes for copyright reasons, but why does she have to be different? <laughs> copyright reasons. It's, it's not Wonder Woman. It's Ms. Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> wh 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 where is MSK, man? Not even a promo this week. That I was thinking that that was a little interesting because when, when Trey Baxter was out, I was thinking he was giving me MSK vibes and I was thinking, yeah, but wait, where is MSK? I don't know why they weren't on. It was interesting. It was a little, uh, suspect that they're the tag team champions and they're nowhere to be found. But I don't know. I have a feeling they'll be back next week. I think that maybe there was some, you know, obviously this was a pre-recorded thing. So that probably has more to do with it, with it than anything big. 
the Mon Sandu crew. Uh, Dakota Kai. Is that what it is? No, that's what we're saying in the chat for Manj. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Dakota Kai explains her actions. Is she right? Did she make Raquel? Uh, Yes and no. Right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, uh, did Mike Tyson's coach make Mike Tyson? No, a lifetime of experience has made Mike Tyson. But I think the coach sharpened that iron to make it as devastating as it is. And I'd have to say that Dakota Kai gets a little bit of credit for, for how far up the mountain Raquel Gonzalez has gone. Raquel Gonzalez, clearly just a big powerhouse as well. So she deserves credit as well. But I, you know, I think that, uh, I think Dakota Kai has some room to say that she gets some credit. Here's a, my odd attempt of bringing in an in real life issue and actually addressing their in real life issue. True or false? Adam Cole Baby. becomes NXT team champion once more by year's end. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say yes. Oh, and that answers that, Charlene. Um, and finally, can Zoe Stark really be friends with Io Shirai? Or nah, nah, no. She, Io Shirai has told us she's never lied. She's never hidden from the fact that how she feels. She's always said, "I don't need you. I don't need people." She said it right. Her first, her first promo after her new music and her new look and all these other things. She doesn't need you. She doesn't need Zoe Stark. She doesn't need anybody. Zoe Stark can try to be your friend, and good on her for doing what she can. But Io Shirai is a lone wolf. Like how I try to be your friend, Jack. (laughs) I don't need you. (laughs) (laughs) It's that time of the day before we get out of here. But before we do, it's the MVP of NXT. That's someone on either NXT UK or NXT Classic that's done something fantabulous. Jack Farmer, do you have? We have the same person. It's got to be a kid, right? I mean, after that match, after that win, who do you... Who do you have that is better than A-Kid after this week? I, I am not going to admit that I had Jordan Devlin pre-filled out. And I had to cross it out. <laughs> but yes, A-Kid a, a was, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy just, that has to, he's the, he was the first ever Heritage Championship Cup winner. Let me ask you this. This is a burning question for you. He won, he was the first ever Heritage Cup champion. Was this his biggest win of his career, though? Or was winning the Heritage Cup? Oh, they're big for different reasons. I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say his his biggest one was win the cup because no one saw it coming and he looked like a champion with it. Uh, this one here beating Devlin kind of solidifies it, but th- the first one was the first puncture. Like, oh my god. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. He's arrived, but yes, I got to give to Aiken too. It was a classic. My boy didn't win. I guess I got to stop picking my boys because they almost never win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have a, you have a history with that. <laughs> you want everything to I want you to lose one. Uh, go, well, Jack, it's been fun, man. Every Thursday we hang out, do NXTX UK talk. But before we get out of here, if someone wanted to follow you and stalk you, how to go out doing that legally, of course. The best way to do it is to follow me across all social media at Real Jack Farmer, where you can check out all the crazy stuff I'm working on, whether it be Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Santino Brothers, or uh, Wrestling Inc., as well as the Anytime Radio Show. Give the Anytime Radio Show a listen and follow. Why don't you? Do it. You could buy merch for that show too. Uh, but you until can. then, yeah, you can. Drapingold.com is a website. Learn more the show. I'm at Flobo Boys on Twitter and at Flobito on Instagram. And my new book, Graduation Day, is coming out August 10th. You can learn find that on Amazon. Just type in at Flobo Boys and you can always uh, pre order that today.
But Jack Farmer, until next time, say the words. Do your best and be yourself.